What's up and welcome to episode 20 of Slightly Less Than Perfect. So, what's going on guys? Here with the Blameless Breezy and the Recharge Brian, so we're going to get right to it. This, um... Yeah, this one. Absolutely. This one's kind of cut and dry. It's out of pocket. Cool. Well, I'm down for it. It was, uh... The guy's a gamer, so that's why I kind of wanted to be like... <laughs> Not in this house. So he said, so for background, my wife hates video games. Her hobbies include reading, crafts, writing, etc. I really enjoy video games, making games, etc. During the pandemic, I've gotten back in touch with my friends from high school, and we have gaming nights twice a week. My wife, on the other hand, does not have any friends, and is pretty sad about it. Sometimes we have arguments about her being jealous of my um, jealous of my hang jealous of my hangouts with my friends. I do not make I do make time for her. And we do have date nights at home. Well, my wife asked me yesterday if we could, if she could join in with my friends this week. This came like way out of left field. Like I said, my wife never really plays any video games at all. And we don't really play beginner friendly games. She knows this. I asked her why she wanted to join in and she said she's only and she just wanted to be around people. She begged me to ask my friends if we'll be okay. So I did. Well, none of my friends are friends of the idea. None of them have girlfriends, and there are no women in the group, and we all known each other since high school. Many of them have never met my wife. The idea made them uncomfortable. I told my wife this, and she cried. She told me she's so tired of having no one to talk to and hearing my com- my camaraderie with her with my friends, and she just wants something like that. She tried joining virtual classes and things, but it's hard to make friends out of the blue during the pandemic. I know it's like to be lonely, and I emphasize with that, but this is... But this was a solution. She asked me to ask my friends again. Am I out of pocket for this? Hmm. I think it's a lot to unpack about the relationship. It's a lot. I mean, I don't think OP ever actually said what his uh, feelings on the matter were, did he? Did he say that? No. He's kind of said my... The narrative seems like he doesn't want her, though. Want her to be there. Hmm. I feel like he thinks that it's not really going to work out and I can feel like that like if you got yeah. some hardcore gamers mm-hmm. then hardcore gamers game hardcore mm-hmm. and that's and it's not going to be fun for uh, beginners to come into yeah mm-hmm. um, especially as like a because if she play games at all it would probably be like an easier bridge to segue but like not have, like playing video games at all mm-hmm. the things that kind of bug me though are like kind of the the wording you choose to use because it um for one like having sessions twice a week with your friends like a gaming session is like i don't know four to eight hours give or take usually like if you're having a group of people four to eight hours i feel like it's a realistic time so twice a week you're doing that but then it's like your wife has no friends it's just like this these things are i don't know it sounds very uh like a lot of hyperboles in here because it's like everything is like an extreme. Like she hates video games. Like my friends, my friends since high school that I talked to, like none of them have girlfriends. None of them want my wife to play video games. And it's just like, it's, I see what you mean. Yeah, it is. <laughs> There's like a, a lot of hyperbole, but I mean, with the wife, it seems like it did come to a head to where like she was super upset. So it seems like she might not have any friends that might be like, yeah, might be like legit. Here. I like that she's honest about, like, she's completely honest about, uh... You're like, I'm lonely, you guys are having fun, I just... Yeah. Want to try having fun. Yeah. 
And uh, he should put more effort into yeah, helping that too. Yeah. Because I feel like if you spin it like that, like, for the most part, like, if you're a gamer, you have been ostracized by somebody at some point for some reason or another. So you, like, understand the feeling like lonely, being made fun of, yada, 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 however you want to put it. So it's the fact that, like, I think, I think he could appeal to them in a way, like, hey, bro, like, we can just not go super hard today. We can play something a little lighter today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, right, right. Hardcore gamers do hard, hardcore game, but hardcore gamers don't always hardcore game. You know, you can, you could dial it back, especially if like your boy comes to you like, hey, you know, my wife's having, she's having a day. Like, and she just wants to like play fucking Pikmin with us for like a couple hours. Like, just keep sucking up, play Pikmin with her, call it a day. Hmm. No, that's an interesting dilemma because I've seen a dilemma before where like the people who are really into something, they want to just really, th- this is their escape to really dive into that thing. Then when you introduce somebody who's not into that, it kind of slows it down, make it makes it less enjoyable. So I understand that dynamic. Yeah. And then that person might not be enjoying it either because they can't understand like the language or anything like these people over here are talking about. So I see what Ryan mentioned earlier, like it's just it's just not fun for anybody if this person comes along. But it, there should probably still be an attempt to Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a way to could Cause my thing too, like if you're if you're a group of friends that are, are supposedly your friends, and you ask them to like do you a solid, like have your wife like I don't know every couple weeks, or whatever she joins one of these sessions, and they're not willing to do that, they're not really your friends. True. Good point. Good True. Point. I wish I knew exactly what they what the other dudes played. That's what I was saying too, because it was like it's like D and D or something, and it's like it's just not something to get into. Yeah, I get that. But if you like just if you you motherfuckers are sitting around playing Call of Duty, you can just not play Call of Duty for a day. I was actually thinking the other way around. I was thinking like D and D is something that you actually could get someone into since you have basically full control over how it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Call of Duty is hardcore cutthroat. Yeah, I would. I disagree only because of the fact that like if someone's been playing a campaign of D and D for X amount of time, you have a new person coming in there and like that's true. Oh, that's hey, true. you know we're going back to the. The Monopoly Town. It's like, oh, what's the Monopoly Town? Oh, yeah, well, in Monopoly Town, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, like, it, it, you still get to that same, like, if one person, it, it affects some some person's fun. Like, everyone isn't in the same yeah. fun sphere. True, I mean, true. to that to that point, um, she could come in, she could watch the sessions that they're doing that aren't finished, that they're still in between to learn how to play. And then he could, you know, kind of explain to her what's happening as they're playing. And then in the next one, she can actually jump in and play. D and D is cool because it's just pretty much like interactive storytelling, and right. then you know you could you learn these mechanics and stuff like that as you go. It is like a really good game to for everybody to play if it's if it's done right. If the master can facilitate that, I guess it really ends as to being is like, how willing are your friends to be human about it? That's it. Like, <laughs> like what, That's... when is, are they willing to <laughs> jump off their gaming pedestal and just be a human? To humor you and your wife, just slow things down a little bit. That's always the dilemma with gamers and like, are they a bunch of that guys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, I I get it though, because like Sophie and I played games together, and like when we first started, it was very frustrating for me because she's not like we play Mario Kart, cool. Like even playing field, talk shit, we can just have it, whatever. But we're playing something else, and like trying to like 
bond where she's playing you know getting it into my interest mm-hmm. it was hard at first because it's like i'm trying to win mm-hmm. and she's just like i'm trying to figure out how to walk and chew bubblegum at the same time and it's mm-hmm. like i i can get where like that disconnect and like how i can be i get both sides of it because like mm-hmm. i was me and like i've talked to sophie about it so like i get both sides of it. so like, yeah like, if your friends aren't willing to like at least be like hey bro can we just do it, maybe do a side quest in a dungeon this week, you know, or do something. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're not willing to do that, man, just, I need to get new friends, bro. Yeah. Because it's not hard to jump somebody into something. Even right, if it's yeah. something like Call of Duty, you, there's always enjoyments that people can have in the activity that you're doing. Because a lot of the enjoyment is just having, like, a social group to interact with. Yeah, just somebody to talk about while you're doing something. But then if you, like, slowly introduce them to the mechanics and you, you know, you kind of gas them up a little bit as they go. Well, I mean... If we really are talking about, like, Call of Duty, then that is, like, you can't start off FPS, learning FPS with Call of Duty. That's that's horrible. True. That's like starting video games on Demon Souls. True that. True that. I don't think he's that. Well, because, I mean, like, you had different games. You can still play, like, uh, like, you do a closed room. You know, it's funny. If I wanted to introduce someone to FPS, I'd start off on Minecraft. I wouldn't. I'd do, like, a campaign or something. I would do Halo. I, I mean yeah, Halo. Like I mean Halo is this basic Man. shooter and like all the weird stuff that pops because everything is derived from Halo anyway. As far as freshman shooters go, we're talking about someone who's having trouble walking forward with the left stick and turning with the right stick right now. Katamari yeah. Damacy. Bamari, yes. That's, that's extremely niche. But that's very niche. What is a good game to get you control? Because one, your goal <laughs> is a smaller thing to become a bigger thing, so it gets easier to control as you. I mean, you're right, but I feel as if that's too niche to expect anyone to know about. When was the last game? Hmm. A couple years ago, they had another one. Hmm. What Katamari? Yeah, it was hmm. maybe two, three years ago. It wasn't too far away. Wow, that's and you don't hear about it anymore. What's up with that? Because I think it's just. It's out of the niche and it's in the actual gaming sphere. So people that play it play it now. It's not like the. It's not Fear and Hunger, where it's the new weird mm. kid on the block and everyone's mm. talking about the new weird kid. Yeah. Saw a video on it from a pretty, uh, pretty big YouTuber that got a million, million views, and I'm like, holy crap, that didn't take long. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. The beauty of the YouTubes. I didn't have a million followers, or a lot of followers. But yeah, yeah. If I was gonna teach someone a FPS, I'd start off with uh with Minecraft, and then after that, I'd move on to Doom. I Doom? mean, not 2016 Doom, 1993 Doom. No, <laughs> I can't agree. I don't know why would you do that? So I can't I agree. <laughs> well, yeah. that's not true. That's not that's not true. First person though, right? True. Doom is weird like that, isn't it? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I'm not sure what the first... Oh, okay. I go Minecraft first, definitely. Hmm. And then maybe Duke Nukem 3D or something? <laughs> oh, you're trying to teach them the fundamentals of yeah. FPS? Okay, I got you. And after Duke Nukem, you can throw them into the, the deep end of the pool. Yeah, because I think at the... Once you can walk and turn at the same time and aim and shoot, like everything else is... Hmm. All right. Just add on after that. Turn, then aim and shoot. Okay. And what, about, what about Portal? Is that too? I've never played Portal, but you know, Portal is a little weird. You can tell that it was it was meant to be a just just 
puzzle game at first, mm. but then when you get near the end, it turns into puzzle action game. Ah, okay. They they start to shoot at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a little dangerous. But maybe like, they've leveled up the skill by the end too. I mean like even me, I was finding uh, that that had me on my toes. That was a Yeah, a some of them later I don't think I think I finished Portal. Like mm. last some of the last mm. couple levels. And that doesn't have difficulties, does it? Nope. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but the it's a diff the game has a difficulty spike, but it's I mean like difficulty it, levels. Yeah. Like okay. settable. It doesn't have settable levels. No, 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 not settable. But I mean like the game itself like has a difficulty spike, but it's it's but it's good. It's okay. It's, like, it's, it's pretty not, good curve until you get to the end and it's like yeah. game yeah. hard. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It, it does get game hard. And I just didn't want to do it at the end because like I wasn't in gamer mode playing the game. Mm-hmm. I was just in like leisurely <laughs> puzzle mode. <laughs> so when I got the gamer mode, I was like, it's, it's, <sighs> I yeah. agree. Puzzle two Portal two, <laughs> two was better about that. It it never it never got gamer hard until maybe the final boss technically hmm. did. That hmm. did have a lot of phases. I got watched at the end of Portal two. It had a lot of phases and a lot of stuff to do. But hmm. Hmm. yeah, I think I'd, I'd actually start them off on Portal two instead of one, hmm. which is weird to say. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something simple, visually appealing, um, with a good concept. Yeah, and I feel like as gamers, like you should be able to accommodate that. Because yeah. I mean, to me myself, like if you're a true gamer and someone comes to you and says they want to get into video games, you should be. If you are a real gamer, you should be able to get them somewhere, like point them in a direction, like a couple different games or something that they might be interested uh, in. But you also have to be a good person to do that. True. 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 You can't just be like, go play Call of Duty. It's great. <laughs> Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, no. Don't start with Elden Ring. <laughs> or do that's your type of stuff that you're into. Right. Have you ever heard of One Dangerous Zombie? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of these. Well, I got a lot of these and nephews, and I've always had to inch them into gaming in various ways. And uh, my late my nephew's kid was a ghost simulator. That was <laughs> that was a good bridge. Yo, those are some really good games to get people into the yeah. different uh, genres for. Yeah, but specifically kids, because you can't just take you know you dating a girl who doesn't play games and y'all just can't just give her a ghost simulator. Ball out on ghost simulator. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what type of girl you're dating, but for the most part, probably <laughs> that's not, not gonna fly. <laughs> probably not. Maybe GTA actually. GTA is another interesting one because it's just open ended. You can just do stuff. You just do stuff. Yeah, so it is nice oh. to like, because if you if you have a sto- you're in the story or whatever GTA is something you can just turn on and yeah. just do nothing just for do nothing. a couple hours yeah. and just go away. Literally, yeah. one of my nephew's cousins, uh, he just he just like rode his car around. He didn't do any like bad stuff, and then when he like accidentally hit a car. He would go to the paint spray to fix. It was the most boring GTA <laughs> playthrough I've ever seen. But he was having a blast. But he was having a blast. You know something I found that's really funny. Like normal non gamers, you know, when they get into like a GTA or something, they prove to be far more brutal and cutthroat than than anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I can't remember who it was, but like the first non gamer <laughs> that I got into a GTA, I got him into GTA and I made the mistake of putting in the weapon code for them. Oh no! They found the rocket launcher. It's just <laughs> kill all humans. Kill all humans. And I'm sitting there. This is the sort of person who would have been like, "Games are bad for you. Don't, don't." And yep, just, yep. <laughs> <laughs> just killing everyone. I'm just, 
watching them going like, wow, all that was inside there, huh? Very pressing in a monster. Yeah, because it's a certain amount of morality you take on. Like, when you are playing a game and you are the part you're playing as the characters you're playing. Hmm. So, you know, depending on how you want to play the game, get a little hmm. bit of morality. Really, you know, some stuff you shouldn't do when you're this character, unless you're playing evil mode, then do whatever. <laughs> do whatever. That's why Infamous is, I always play the first playthrough, normal playthrough, hmm. on uh, the good way, and hmm. then I play the harder mode on uh, with the villain path. I think Star Wars was the opposite. If you did, or was it? Because you got some really good stuff with the villain path, but ultimately, was the good path good? Which Star Wars? Nice Old Republic. Uh-huh. You remember how that one went? I feel like mm, the evil path was better. Play that fake I never traditional <laughs> RPG and fake action RPG put together become a pseudo RPG. It becomes a real something eventually, right? Yeah. So the evil path had the good path had uh I think like lightning and healing, but the evil path had lightning that could heal you. <laughs> it had drain lightning. So, so I was choke. I mean from the little I know about the Star Wars race in general, hmm. the the Sith has all the cool powers. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the Jedi uh You got force healing, right? That's it. And that's not easy can Jedi get like push. I think they all push. get pushed. I think that's, like, I think that's a default telekinesis. Yeah, I think uh, they get battle meditation, which, uh, you know, I think Basil and Yoda are like the only two people who know that. Wait, battle meditation? Mm-hmm. It, uh, for your troops, it makes them like way stronger. And uh, I think it connects them some psychically or something. Makes them better, yeah. more effective troops. Huh. Yeah. And uh, Basil can potentially become evil in ISO Republic, and that, could, that ability could fall into the hands of the Sith. Yeah, I had to kill her. I had to kill everybody who I didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't ever, that was my first, I guess, Bioware game. So I didn't know that you're supposed to actually, you know, connect with these people. Mm-hmm. Instead, they were sort of like flesh puppets for me. And oh. I just, I, I just went through the stage. I just went through the game. You and didn't care. They, they had personal problems, <laughs> but you see, they're called personal problems. <laughs> for a reason. So eventually, when Bastila went mm. evil and it was like, hey, I'm supposed to save her. Like, hey, Bastila, don't you remember the good times? <laughs> there were no good times. She you were like, there. Nah, so I, had I to was kill there. Her. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's a good time. I mean, mm. oh well. Everyone died, except for everyone who wasn't Bastila. They survived. Oh, no. Everybody, including Bastila, died in my playthrough. I was just real brutal, man. It was like, <laughs> even oh, Wookiee and Mission path. got it. Yeah. <laughs> Mission was like a 14-year-old alien girl who stole it upon she the She kind of deserved it. She was annoying. She was. <laughs> I was sad that I couldn't kill her because I played through the good path. No, not only did I kill her, I had her best friend, the giant Wookiee killer. Yeah, because you could like force manipulate his brain. <laughs> no, 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 no. God. You, you I thought you, uh, you you manipulate his oath and you force. Oh, him that's what it was. Way. Yeah, because he has a blood oath to you because you saved his life. And then like <laughs> you, you take advantage of that. And at the end, there's this like black fade to black screen, and then you hear a Wookiee growl and you hear her scream. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. That's the worst thing I've ever done in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I've done some bad shit video games. But oh that was man, the worst. How'd you play? How'd you guys play Bioshock? Why do you play eight different times? Yeah, you play. Did you harvest them or um, help the little sisters? 
I helped them because I knew that the game wouldn't be ballsy enough to actually make helping them be a bad thing. Hmm. That's what that's that's one thing that I really want to talk to you guys about, right? Like there are games, hmm. and I'm mostly talking about Undertale. There are games with morality systems where being good only gets you a thank you because it's a real morality system. Hmm. Being bad gets you something tangible, hmm. but being good only gets you a you're a pretty nice guy, you, and that, and that's it, and that's that's on purpose too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've seen a lot of Undertale. I kind of want to play Undertale to experience the uh, the various different ways of just stuff that can happen. Yeah, it's it's an emotional game, and I love the fact that they take that emotion and they make it so that. Because of that, that's why you want to do good things. Not because you'll get anything for it. Yeah, yeah. And they are completely, I call it brutal, about having being good get you absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. an effect on the world, of the people. Yeah. But you don't get stronger, you don't get nope. no money. But on the other hand, you can be bad. You can steal that thing. And you now have that thing, mm. and they don't. Their soul, because you killed them? I mean, you know, that's one of the things, but... Yeah, yeah. It was a... I like it. I like morality systems where being good only gets you a thank you. Mm. I like I'll... when it's a tangible difference. Like in Bioshock, there essentially is no difference by the end of it. It's the same shit. Yeah. I mean, you a get little like bit 50 more. 50 more points or 100 more points for it. It's, it's very negligible, yeah. whatever the difference <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, it is. And, uh... I didn't like that about Bioshock because I I knew that they wouldn't be ballsy enough to actually have it so that being bad was yeah bad it was good and being good was not eventually going to be even better than being bad. Yeah, you get like an early advantage with the bad path, but it, it really it, it evens up really quick, real, real quick, quick, real, real quick. Because yeah. the moment you start struggling, like after you save them, you'll mm-hmm. get one more, and they're like, "Oh yeah, here's a bonus for saving bonuses. four. And yeah. you're like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. you get bonuses pretty often, like three or four times, right, or two or three times." It's like one, four, ten, and the, all of them, or something like that. It's yeah. like a, it's a couple That's bonuses, funny. but they come in like. Pretty, good, pretty good times, and yeah. they're frequent and they're substantial. enough. Yeah, they're goddamn substantial. I was yeah. just like, really, because I did I did the bad path at first, and then uh, when I did the good path, I was like, this, this is actually better. Mm, better. <laughs> yeah, after I got the first bonus, I was just like, yeah, the bad path is dumb. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that's one thing that I like Fallout more than uh, Elder Scrolls for, because in Fallout, when you steal stuff, there's there's no. There's no punishment unless you get caught. <laughs> oh, yeah. But in Elder Scrolls, when you steal something, then it's always a stolen item. And eventually, if you ever get caught, all those are magically taken away because they know exactly what yeah. you're stolen. Like, I, where it came I from like and everything. Mm-hmm. But in Fallout, if I see some shit on the shelf that I want and no one's looking, I'm just putting that shit right in the back. Not in real life. I wouldn't do that in real life, though. Mm-hmm. Just, just fall out. Just fall out. Yeah. What's well, a video game? It's different rules. You yeah. just go in people's houses and take shit. Bring mm-hmm. pots and stuff. Steal a lot of rupees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, normal stuff. Yeah. Back Up in the refrigerator and shit. Backstab their family. Backhand their dogs. Mm-hmm. Do that. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that happened. I watched Ryan do it. <laughs> Watch him kill a whole family of dog in oblivion. 
It was hand to hand playthrough. Oh, it was a Bethesda game, deservedly so. I've seen that dog fall off for. Dog. Because it was an assassin playthrough. He killed a whole family and the dog was there and he just charged up the back end, kills the dog, and just walks out. He walks out the house, right? And he looks and he just stands there for a second, almost as to like get himself together and just carries on. He did a bang. <laughs> Get my tie together after this murder, and it's gonna go yeah, about my day. That was a bunch of murders. Bunch of, <clears throat> a bunch of murders. But I'll be interested in a reality system that was more realistic in a sense of like, ne- not necessarily like doing the good thing always gets you nothing, but realistic. Like you know, for example, like being in the game, right? The old lady needs you to go pick flowers from her. So she gives you like five apples because that's what she has, you know, like that, like stuff like that. And then the other lady down the street's like, I'll give you four oranges if you tell that old lady F off and bring them to me. Like I would like more stuff because Borderlands does a good job of that too with some of the, some of the quests. Like True. take this gun, either bring it to me and I'll give you this money or I'll give it to you and bring, get you a better gun or something, you know, just, just depending on what it is. I like, I would like more, I guess, quest lines like that where like, for example, like a quest can have, the quest itself can have branching paths. Like whoever you, oh, go steal this dice. All right. You took it to Jack instead of Jill. So that opens up something over here. So like morality would be more of a, the quest line type of deal more so than just like a, uh, just, um, rewards or lack mm-hmm. of rewards, so to speak. Deus Ex does a really good job of that. The very first one. Because your, of course, your choices can affect every sort of thing. It could affect, it could change like whole story sections where you you go to whole different places depending on what you choose. There's characters that can completely die off. Quest givers who give you a few quests later on could just completely die off halfway through the game. <laughs> yeah, just based on choices. So, but that's a different genre of game. Those are uh, what do they call those? Emergent Sims or something like that. I, I mm. love Emergent Sims. I like. Okay. I prefer uh, a handicapped, a, a neck, a, you know. I don't want to say half-ass version of that because it's not fair, but like a, um, a meet in the middle type. We have like action meets these morality choices, but in a quick succession uh, type way. Yeah. Not because like, my problem, like a lot of problem, like my beef with like Bioware games is like I love the games mm-hmm. themselves, but sometimes it's just like you can't just sit and play for a minute. Like, you have to, like, oh, really sit invest. and play. Because, like, it's the choices you make and the times and stuff, whatever, whatever. And I get it. Like, it, it is very well made and that's just what it's supposed to be. But I would like, uh, like some type of way, yeah, yeah, to make it so, like, you can get these um, talkie points or stuff, like, quick, uh, quicker the, or... The new Deus Ex is that, which is, ironically enough, why I don't like it. But it is, it is that, like, the, especially the sequel to the first one, it is that like you you do get the the, the conversation trees and it does affect gameplay unless you kind of circumvent certain challenges, but uh, it's not as in depth as like Bioware. You're not having like a 15 minute conversation with this one NPC to yeah, which is cool about Bioware, and I like the fact that you can get to that tent and like get extra lore and like find maybe find some secrets and stuff out just by like if your speech is high enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like this game has like a hundred hours of gameplay itself in it. I don't care that about Johnny talking to me for fifteen minutes about this because mm. like it's cool, yeah. But it's like realistically, 
I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's that's why I like the first day set because because it, it is uh it's not as it's also not as in depth as Bioware, but like they make a lot of that dialogue really meaningful. Like you can really discover a lot of the world just by talking to people. Just like real life, you discover things mm-hmm. about the world that you wouldn't normally. It, it was there the whole time, but you didn't pay attention to it. And they just kind of brought your attention to it. Or just, or gave you a password without knowing it, you know. I do, I do like the, the Bethesda way where you have, there's so much world that you're not expected to see it all or speak to everyone on that first playthrough. And you kind of wouldn't even want to. Because even in there, they're eventually, unless a person is a quest giver, hmm. you can sort of see a person's personality a character's yeah. personality and go like, you know, I don't really want to talk to you, Nazim. You're kind of an asshole. And I don't care about what you're doing in the Cloud District. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, also in quests, I love the Bethesda quests that have hidden solutions. Mm. Like, yeah. there's this crazy one where you're supposed to rescue this guy from this embassy. And uh, you, you're supposed to sneak in and do this entire meticulous quest line that they they created or you can go join the army get high enough in the army to be able to request a pardon for him yeah. get a written pardon and then just walk in there hand it to him hand it to him and then just walk right out with him i remember that that was number four right that was in the five that was in five Skyrim. okay but uh i think it was also in either four uh morrowind too probably morrowind yeah i, I hear morrowind was pretty Pretty jam-packed with those yeah. different ways to mm-hmm. solve puzzles, whatever. And I love the fact that that solution, there is no waypoints for it, no clue in at all, is all just, you know, do you realize that this is something that you could politically do or not? <laughs> and I, I love that, but if there's, there's not that many of those. Usually a quest is go here, kill that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and bring back item. Yeah. There, there are few, few only few chances to do anything else, and uh, mm. you know, that's why I hear games like Deus Ex is all about subversion like that. Dude, it's so mm. good. It's like you got all these options, and or you just there's, there's an event somewhere that you didn't find out, um, or it's dialogue based. Like one of my favorite things is uh, you can either ally yourself with, like the government or whatever, or you can completely you know, completely go against them. And you're also, there's also other uh, mechanically augmented agents that came before you. You're like nano machines, but everybody before you was like mechanically, mm. but they're badasses. So like, you probably don't want to fight them. So one of the ways you can circumvent those fights is like getting their kill switch. You get that in various ways. And then as soon as you say it, when you meet them again, mm-hmm. you're killing the dialogue. Oof. Yeah. Oh, just like, Mm-hmm. Alpha, beta, banana, celery. <laughs> it's always cute. something stupid, too. <laughs> I think one of them was like Laputan pudding, and then dude just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger ripoff, too. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. That reminds me of the episode of Futurama. Because hmm. when um that one episode where Frying uh, and Bender joined the army, hmm. and they went to space with Zabran again, hmm. they were fighting the balls on the ball planet. And they, they, they took the bomb that. out. They took the bomb out of Bender, and he was like, "What word is it?" And he kept saying like daffodil. He's like, "Is it please? <laughs> is it thank you?" <laughs> uh, I'm excited about Future Alma coming back. It is. Oh, it is snapped for Holy the shit. fourth time, third time. Damn! And yes. all the OG voice actors are there. Damn! And Bender got them all paid. 
amazingly. Last time was like 10 years ago, right? Yeah, and I think that was 10 years after the after like previous before, 10 years. When it went from Fox to Cartoon Network. Comedy yeah, Central. To, oh, it went to Comedy Central when it came back? Yeah, that's right. I need to watch all the new, new Futurama season that I had missed. Uh, well, the first season is all the, the four movies. I saw a few of the movies. I, I know I saw Beast with blah, Beast blah, and blah, a Billion Backs. And, uh, it was Bender's Gang, which is fun because it's like Bender's uh, D&D story. Uh, Never saw that one. I didn't see any of the fuck. I didn't have Futurama movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all really good. Whoa. They were all really good. And then the season picks up. The seasons pick up right after that. And it had an ending. It had a dope ending. So, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do to... The le- The ending was good as an ending, but it was also open enough that they can definitely come back for more. So, it's cool. I'm all about it. Hey, did any of you guys see this Netflix series called Disenchanted? Yeah, it was actually... I liked it a lot. I didn't... I saw the... Uh, I saw it up on Netflix. I never watched it, though. It's... How do you compare it? It's Futurama, but medieval. Yeah. Yes. But and a little bit more adult too, like blatantly. Yeah, blatantly. Oh adult. no, Disenchanted. Yeah, that's because uh, Matt Groening made it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I watched the first. <laughs> I watched the half of the first season. Two seasons. Yeah. I saw the first season, like half the second season. I love the first season. Good. I like um, what's the what's the little demon called? Oh, because it's can't remember his name. it's her, Elfo, and like. <laughs> Little Bart Simpson, little dark, yeah, anti Bart. <laughs> yeah, he's that. De- he's de- yeah. Him and um, what's her name? Bean. Bean. Mm. Tia Bean. They're my. They're my favorite. I like the story in there because it's, it's it's like a lot of story in that one. Yeah, it's actually yeah. good. The story's actually good, which is really really surprising. It was surprising. <laughs> really surprising because it started off as like spoiler dumb. But, yeah, and it was just like, you're just a teenage girl that just, I mean, you're just a teenager that wants to rebel. And I was like, oh, God damn it. But it, it got real deep. And it's a bunch of different storylines and like hmm. weaving through and a, a couple of uh, the cliffhangers from like season one to season. I want to say I watched three seasons, hmm. if it's four, whatever it is. I didn't watch all of it, but it's I've seen a, a chunk of it though. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't finish the first season, but it was, it was really good. Yeah, I thought you were talking about that other one. It was, um, it's something similar to Disenchanted, but it's, uh, oh, Sandman. I thought I thought you were talking mm. about Sandman. Oh, live action Sandman? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, like the English Sandman? Yeah. They made a show. Yeah. Is it good? I heard it was pretty good. I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll check it out. I can't watch it. I got to read the comics first. Ah. Which I have. I've had those comics for like 20 years. I've never read. Oh, I was going to be sick. I thought you had those. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. Cause you bought those before you had those before you had a uh, Watchmen. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because I, I have them digitally and I just never That's why. Okay, never that makes sense. Yeah. Did you start Berserk yet? Since you got the super collector edition mm-hmm. of them? I haven't. That shit is still in the shrink wrap. It is. <laughs> I look at it every time I sit down to work and I think I should crack that open and read it, but it feels a little sacrilegious. Dude, you can everything just... in Berserk is sacrilegious. <laughs> It just had me crack it up. You start reading it. Yeah, I'm trying to get through Harry Potter. I should have finished Harry Potter like last week. Taking my sweet ass time. Yeah, we did book six, seven now. Yeah, the last one. It's it's pretty dang good. 
uh, it's the one where everybody just really annoying to each other, and I didn't realize like how just obnoxious everybody is in the last mm. book. Uh, I mean, tensions are high, oof. you know. World's at war. Stuff's yeah, happening. and it's just three of them in a tent destroying Horcruxes, and Dumbledore didn't leave them like any sort of plan. <laughs> and that's they're just pissed about. They're like, "What the fuck are we supposed to do?" Yeah, Harry Potter fits the Shonen motif great. Like, old man gives uh, kids impossible tasks to do yeah. that he could have did by himself, but for yeah. some reason he didn't. And he was like reckless with it, just like Netero from Hunter x Hunter, just like letting these kids just do shit. <laughs> he let Hermione have time magic, yeah. and she went back in time to do classwork for like eight months. <laughs> I mean, she's probably like the only character in that entire series who would have ever used it, you know, responsibly. Yeah, true. True that. And she in did. My, my limited knowledge, she's the only mage that is responsible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's I like, surrounded by idiots. I like her thing because she was, she's a naturally born mage. Her parents have no magic. So she's born and raised in the human world. And her passion comes from the fact she just wants to learn as much about magic as she can because she, she never had it in her life. Yeah. So it's, it's a really cool setup. And it's paid off pretty well, too. Yeah. My beef though with that, though, is, uh, the amount of uh, slurs that were used towards Hermione. Oh, mud blood. Mud blood. Mud blood. Mm-hmm. Mud blood. Mm-hmm. Muggle. Mud blood. Mm-hmm. Muggle. Yeah, mud blood and Muggleborn. Mm-hmm. I mean, Muggleborn is the actual correct term. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Muggle is actually not a not a slur, technically. It's like the, the witch's textbook term for humans without magic. That doesn't mean actually, it's a documented slur. But the, the the one for wizards without magic is even worse. It's called squib, which just sounds horrible. Isn't that actually a uh, squab? I think is. Isn't that actually a word? I mean, actually squib? an insult. Squib. squib. I don't know. It could be an old English insult. Old English insults are hilarious. Muling quim. <laughs> Muling quim. Dang. Muling quim. I know that just sounds so bad. It is oh, bad. It is bad. <laughs> Man, I looked that up immediately. I did too. I was like, yeah. bro, that is that, all bad. That is insulting as... That, that's still <laughs> sexist. <laughs> but hilarious nonetheless. <laughs> God damn, Loki. <laughs> I mean, Loki's a pinnable ain't shit, so I mean, it makes sense that it was something he said. God damn, Loki taking that red pill, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Loki invented the red pill, what you mean? Jesus. Kind of makes his transformation later weird. Oh, when he became, like, kind of nice guy. Nice guy, Loki. It's not the transformation I meant, but... To to dead? Because Thanos... Or Lady Loki? Talking about a horse... What? Oh, and the hmm? actual mythology. Where? What? Who? Or the Hold salmon? Hmm? Or the dragon or everything else he became? Wow, he fucks everything. Yep. It's kind of like... His kid mythology. is the world thing, right? The yeah, world serpent? I'm not, yeah. It's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Not the world yeah, the world serpent. <laughs> Drummagunder? Yeah, yeah, Drummagunder. Which I think is the world serpent, right? Yeah, because I think that translates to, like, big-ass snake, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Snake that devours the world. I think it is snake that snake that eats the world or something like that. Yeah, the the word the the translation is like blatant. Like Uh, this is what this is. They should have called him Vormungandr. It's funny though when you think about names and like other languages. Hey, dude, he's eating the thing. He's devouring stuff. It fits. Because it it would translate the big ass snake, but then you got like Vormungandr. But like, if you are 
Nordic and you say Jormungandr to somebody, you're just saying big ass Nick over and over oh, again. Wow. But it just sounds cooler to someone else. It is. Mm. It has like two D's in it, two M's. Like it's a very imposing. It got a couple of the Uber Uber dots on it too. Couple couple R's too, right? Yeah, I imagine several. No, R's. I think it's just one R, but just you know what the Uber dots mm-hmm. are called? It's like half R's. I don't know. I don't know what the dots above the, the U and Uber are called. Uber Dotter? Nope. You just put a German accent on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just found out that's, you know how you got like Loki son? Mm. You also have Loki Dotter. Like D-O-T-T-R. <laughs> daughter. Mm. Is yeah. that like daughter of Loki? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Loki oh. daughter. What was that? You have Leif Erikson and you have something Eric's daughter. I can't remember what her name was. Mm. It started with an H. Helga. <laughs> it's probably Helga. He is probably Helga. Helga. Probably Helga. <laughs> I don't know. But um but yeah, yeah. Yeah, Leaf Eric's son and someone Eric's daughter. Mm. Stephanie Eric's daughter. Eric's daughter. 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 Huh. Naming schemes were so much easier then. Yeah, man. Oh. You could just do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever you did in daytime. My name is John Reddit Moderator. <laughs> I mean, but in a way, I feel like it was better because you get a bunch of things. I know who you are, hmm. what you do, hmm. and what we can help each other out with. Because hmm. Will Smith has never touched a fucking sword in his life, like a you know. No, yeah, he's not a build you. A, he's not Smith. He's not, <laughs> he's not a, no. build you a, a suit of armor. No, huh. he can't do that shit. That has nothing to do with him. And his son isn't now Wilson. You know. True. It's still Smith. It's confusing. It is very confusing. We don't know who the son of Will is. (laughs) (laughs) These documentations tell me, but I mean, like, what happens to them? There's no logic. Crazy. My name would kind of be badass. I'd be Mark Haroldson. What would it be? Mark Haroldson. Haroldson? That's pretty good. I'd be Albert Albertson, which would be disastrous <laughs> Tom Foolery <laughs> disastrous be Ryan Hermanson it's not bad that's kind of cause you got man and son in the same her man and son <laughs> we're children <laughs> uh, that reminds me of uh, Ryan her man, baby. That cat. Yeah, that's worse. <laughs> a lot worse. Yeah, she's outside the uh, baby gate. Huh. You know, I've never heard her speak. Yeah, she's yeah I don't know why. She only, she only speaks when she's hungry or very irritated. Oh, we've Ooh. kept her out of this loving. Her she room. She just wants to be next to you. I think she, she wants that couch. Yeah. She loves that couch. If I open that gate. What are the chances that she'll make a beeline straight towards that guy? Well, she'll probably look at you and walk the other way first, but then she will do that. No, she's going to climb up there, walk around, stop there, be right there for a little bit, and then come all the way around. Look at one of us for attention. Because we both, uh, yeah, facts. It's you. Like, if only I'm here, she'll come to me. But in the in the choice between you, me, it's, it's always. We, we we must uh, we must <laughs> settle <laughs> this, Mark. Is she still there? Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the law of meow. Oh, 
I won't. I won't look at her though. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> oh. She didn't choose okay. yet. No, no. There's the pretending. All right. She so she play by play. She came in. She walked over towards us. She walked around the table. Mm-hmm. Go see what's gonna happen next couple minutes. She is at the table closest to me. Oh, the dog's here. Wild card. Mm-hmm. Wild card. Flap. Flap. And now Thwap. she's leaving. Flap. The tail begins to strike. And Piper's here. Oh, I forgot that catnip's over there. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah, what she yeah. wanted. <laughs> we are all wrong. Yeah, that big plastic bottle she's sniffing. Mm, yeah, that's catnip. Complete oh. fail. I forgot because we keep all, all the pet stuffs in there. So when I grabbed her brush, Piper's brush earlier, that was in there. We forgot about the giant bag of weed <laughs> that he left out. Wasted, wasted. Dang, we thought. Wow. So fun facts about dogs and stuff too. Um, well, dogs don't like the smell of marijuana, but uh, cats like it more. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Dogs have stronger noses, right? Mm-hmm. True. And catnip affects cats the same way weed affects humans. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know the exact science behind it, but I'm guessing like the smell of weed is similar enough to catnip that like cats are just like, yeah, I'm cool with it. <laughs> Where dogs are like, that is potent. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here comes cat. Here comes cat. Mm-hmm. See what the plan Where's is. She going? Mm. She's between us both. It's okay. There's no question in my mind. She's between us both. She hasn't made a move yet. Uh-oh. Oh, she's going to the couch. Hi, Harley. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's making so, a move. Making a move. You're rubbing her scent. Between, oh, no. Oh, she's between us both. She's definitely Breezy. country breeze. She's between us both. She's smelling. She's smelling. She's looking for some stuff. Oh, she's close to Ryan now. She smells Ryan. Breezy, you're just, you're just in denial right no, now. No, I didn't. She's, she's I, sitting. I'm not looking at her. I think whichever one looks at her first, she's going to go there. Actually, if I look at her, she'll probably want to go towards here less. (laughs) You know how cats work. Uh Oh. He's a know your fear. He's looking over there. I guess she looked dead in the camera. She hasn't chosen yet, though. Breezy. She hasn't chosen her seat. This is perfectly perfectly balanced in between us. Breezy, you don't understand. I mean, it's not really perfectly balanced. It's kind of like... How cats 70 work. you. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and then she goes to the seat. Okay. Oh no? Going back down? Alright. I will say you scared her away when you screamed out loud like a baby. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Alright. I didn't want to win. <laughs> I guess we ended there. I was hoping we get to see who was right or who was wrong. We'll find out later. We'll let you guys know. But uh, yeah, for the time being, let us guys know what you think. Uh, how we doing? What's up? What do you want us to talk about? Is it something you want to know about us? Is it people you want to know that we know? Do we know you? Do you know us? Yeah, what sort of content do you guys prefer? Can you guys really give us a good uh, answer on that? Like, do you guys like our shit about gaming? Do you guys like us, you know, the out-of-pocket stuff? We really want to know, like, what direction to really dive into with the show. Mm, true, we're just, just kind of doing stuff. We're yeah, like. kind of doing stuff. Kind of whatever yeah. entertains us or, or, or piques our interest for the week. You know, mm-hmm. we, we dabble in the gaslighting to <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Those what are always good. is your favorite topic that we talk about? And why is it Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> or poop. Or Elder Scrolls. Or... All right, before we end this, what do you think our top talked about our most Kingdom Hearts <laughs> we for so long in so many episodes 
that didn't have anything to do with Kingdom Hearts. It did. I was going back to Kingdom Hearts. Um, and pre-shows, Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's just what we talk about in general. Yeah. Well, because I've been working, watching all those fucking those nuts like lately. So yeah. You kinda... Yeah, but um, so with that, thank you guys. Appreciate the subs are always going up. We're trying to, we're slowing that road to 1K. We appreciate everybody. Tell a friend, tell your mom, tell your brother, tell your cousin, tell your uncle, tell somebody. Come uh, come along for a ride. It's like that's a perfect. We'll see where it goes. Because we don't know. With that, they bet stay warm. Me a pillow, stay cold. Stay perfect, Chad. Peace. I got, I got.